Episode 17, How to Become the CEO of Your Life. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I wanna share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Hello and welcome back everybody to Life Amplified. Thank you so much for listening and I wanna start out this week with a huge shout out to my friends in the New York City area. Not just because you've been with me since day one. New York is my number one market for downloads on the Life Amplified podcast. You guys have shown me so much love, so many follows on social media, so many nice comments. You're sharing this content with the people that you love most. But I also wanna shout you out just because I happen to love your city. For the last 12 years, I've always said, I love New York. I love the energy of New York. I love the creativity. I love all the theater and the culture when I'm there. I love the people. But for the last 12 years, I've always had this dream in the back of my mind that one day I would live in New York and become one of you if you would have me. Isn't it funny how when a lane or an opportunity opens up to do something that you want, your ego will kick in and tell you why now is not the right time to do it? You know, there was part of me when I walked away from my very comfortable corporate executive job, I thought that that was the end of my New York City dream. I was like, how am I ever going to make enough money as a coach to ever live there? I just didn't know if that was possible for me. But sure enough, I built my business now into a six-figure business, and I'm actually making more than I was in my old corporate job, that little thought in the back of my mind came up again and said, now is the time, Dan, if you're going to do it, move to New York now. And still in the back of my brain was that voice going, oh no. Yeah, I mean, business is going great now, but what if it doesn't in three months? What if people think you're an idiot? What if they don't want to work with you? What are you going to do? You're not going to be able to afford it. And it's so funny that when we call BS on our fears, and I'm sharing this story because it's a great teachable moment, I believe. But when we call BS on our fears and we make the move and we make a committed decision that we know is right for us, maybe it's a change in job, maybe it's a change in relationship, maybe it's a change in our health, or even in the place where we're living. As soon as we make a committed decision, it's like the universe expands and shows you the path. Just illuminates a huge spotlight on the path. Because no sooner did I make that decision, I reached out to my friend Ellen, who is a Broadway actress in New York, and she sort of knows the vibe on where all the good sublets are, you know, if I wanted to come rent a place for a few months. And I asked her, I was like, hey, do you know of any places that are open? She said, oh my God, my place is open because I'm going out to do a show in Chicago. And here I am right now looking out the window at the New York City skyline and completing a dream to be in New York. And literally within 90 minutes of making the committed decision, my living situation, all the stressful stuff that should have taken a long time. Finding an apartment, a good apartment in New York, not easy. But here I am looking out at the city right now and just looking forward to all the new adventures ahead and looking forward to hopefully meeting many of you who listen to this podcast. Who knows? Maybe we'll even be able to work together in the future. But could it be that easy? Could it be that easy to design the life that you want? Could you set an intention, take aligned action, and have everything unfold within 90 minutes and make these huge quantum leaps in your life in just a matter of weeks. I believe so. And that's the topic that we're going to get into today is how do you become the CEO of your life? What's interesting is this. Most of us are not the CEO of our life because we're so busy trying to become the CEO of the universe. 
We want to control other people around us. We want to control other situations. We obsess over it constantly. But what we're not focusing on are the things that are directly in our sphere of influence. Be honest with yourself right now. How many times in your life have you been the person who said, well, God, if, you know, I just found the right relationship and somebody loved me, then I'd be happy. Or if you're in a relationship, if my significant other just acted this way, then I'd be happy. There's so many people right now on social media. If Donald Trump weren't president, then I'd be happy. You know, if my boss acted a certain way or appreciated me more, then I'd be happy. And what you're doing in every one of those instances is just giving away your power throwing it away because if your joy if your happiness in life is attached to a result that you're going to get from other people if the world has to align perfectly for you if other people all have to act a certain way if that's what it's going to take what are the chances that you're ever going to experience long-term meaningful happiness in your life No, the conversation that we want to have today is taking your power back. How do you be in the driver's seat, creating the things that you want in your life? And over the course of this episode, I want to share with you five strategies, some of which you've heard me talk about before, but I would encourage you, keep a beginner's mind because some of these points might land for you completely differently than they did last time you heard about them. Life is always changing, so you might just hear me say something a different way or maybe it applies to your life in a different way. But I guarantee you, if you can apply even just one of these strategies I give you this week, becomes a total game changer. You'll start experiencing better outcomes moving forward in your life. So without further ado, let's do this. The five tips to become the CEO of your life. The first tip to becoming the CEO of your life, not going to be a surprise if you're familiar with any of my work. If I had to sum up my life's mission into this one word, it would be this, purpose, discovering your life's purpose. Human beings are really just wired for survival. You know, we're always looking for threats in the environment. We're just trying to get through the day. And this is a big reason, by the way, so many people are miserable in corporate America right now. So many corporations right now are just hung up on trying to make the monthly numbers or make the quarter. Nobody's really thinking further ahead at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture for me is this. We all need a connection to something greater than ourselves. If life is just about you, if it's just about getting yours, you're going to shrivel up. But when you are fully connected to yourself and then something bigger than you, that's when life gets awesome. Now, some cynical person out there might be listening going, well, Dan, this is about becoming the CEO of my life. How do I take care of me? Why do I need to take care of other people? Because it's the only lasting path to fulfillment. How many times in your life have you done that? You told yourself you'd be happy when you got the next job. You told yourself you would be happy if you found a relationship, if you got the new Tesla, if you had $50,000 more saved in the bank and you get all those things, but that new car smell wears off after the first like 30, 60, 90 days, and then you're just back to wanting more. The point is, is that if your life is just about you, you'll shrivel up, you'll collapse on yourself. We need to be connected to something outside of ourselves. And this is where it becomes confusing for many people. We think our purpose is our job. No, your job is just a vehicle through which you live your purpose. But this can become a huge problem for many people, especially in an economy where there are layoffs. 
You know, look at all the stockbrokers for Lehman Brothers back when the market crashed in 2008 who literally hurled themselves out of 30, 40-story windows, threw themselves out windows and plummeted to their death because they lost their job and they didn't think that they had a purpose anymore. You know, I have clients who go through empty nest syndrome when the kids are grown up and they go off to college and now all of a sudden there's nobody to live for anymore. But they're not really connected to themselves, let alone something bigger than them. So that is the formula that we want to get clear on and there are so many studies right now showing the real benefits to being connected to your purpose. Insomnia goes away when you're connected to your purpose. Health issues are reduced. The studies are showing that people who are fully connected to their purpose have a 58% less risk of death. Now that doesn't mean that you get to be a mortal when you live your purpose, but literally it could extend your life by up to a decade. And this goes against all age groups, by the way. No matter what your age is that you're listening to right now, even in high school students, they realize that kids who are connected to their purpose and know what it is have better self-image less delinquency at school. They get into college and succeed at higher rates. Not that I believe college is the end-all be-all for fulfillment. There's plenty of people with a great education and a great job who are completely empty, right? They got the piece of paper, but they didn't get the purpose. That's the problem. So if purpose is not your job and it's not to be a parent and it's not to be a spouse, what is it? We tend to put purpose on a pedestal. We think it's way more complicated than what it is. Purpose at the end of the day, my friend, just an emotion. That's all it is. It is an emotion that you cultivate within yourself and then you give to others through your service. Your purpose could be to love, to develop a deep sense of love for yourself and then to go out and help others love themselves to show love to other people. Your purpose might be inspiration to inspire others. It could be any emotion, right? There's 12,000 emotions that we could feel at any given time. The problem is, is most of us don't know what the unique emotions are that drive us specifically. We know what we were told to do growing up by our parents, by teachers, by a religious system, if you grew up in the church. But somewhere along the way, we lose the roadmap to who we actually are. That's why there's so many people out there who are just people pleasers, giving themselves away to other people. But if you're living to make everyone else in your life happy, not only are you going to end up tired, resentful, and depleted at some point, not only will you lack time for the things that matter most to you, you'll never get to be the CEO of your life because you're living for everybody else but you. So purpose becomes everything. When I work with my one-on-one clients, I can help you craft a purpose statement in one session. The process of bringing your purpose to life and how you make it real in the earth, that is a bit more of a discovery process. It takes time, but it's also the most worthwhile journey you'll ever go on. Quite honestly, I mean, when I knew that I was walking away from corporate America and I created my purpose statement, life coaching became the third iteration of what I tried to do because I couldn't see my life from bigger, you know, than just in the weeds. I knew that I was a really good media executive. I knew I loved theater. I knew I loved to write. So I just thought I was going to write the next great American Broadway play. Somewhere here on my laptop, I've still got like three unfinished plays that are awful, by the way. They weren't very good. But I realized that that wasn't really the avenue to bring my purpose to life. Because me trying to write, it was a little self-indulgent and it was more about me. But once I started writing about the self-development concepts I was learning, that's how I built a mailing list. That's how I built a follow 
following when I first started coaching. That's how I got published at the Huffington Post and co-authored a book. I had to go through the trial and error process before I actually really got to the work that lights me up. And that's what this is all about, is how can you serve other people? What are the problems that you see in the world that really get you upset, that you would like to contribute to the solution on? It's a big problem right now on social media. Everybody's sharing stories and bitching about the problems they see in the world. Not many people want to offer solutions, though. What are the problems or the traumas that you've overcome in your lifetime, and now you can help other people avoid the same problem? How can you help them heal given what you've learned? And when I say trauma, I don't always mean that it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, divorce. I mean, you know, my trauma was just that I was really unfulfilled in a corporate job and felt empty in my life. And now as a coach, I help other people get unstuck and create a life and career that they love. That's my purpose. My coaching business is the avenue through which I bring that purpose to life. So the journey to become the CEO of your life starts with living your unique purpose. And if you don't know what it is right now, that's fine. Find a coach or mentor. Find somebody who's accomplished what you want and learn from them. It's the best investment that you will ever make in yourself. The second concept to become the CEO of your life. We're going to talk today about context. And when I say context, it's the meaning that you assign to the events that happen to you in your life. If you can operate under the belief that there are no meaningful events that happen to you, there's only the meaning that you assign to it, you're free. You are the CEO. You are in the driver's seat in your life. And I don't know what challenges you're facing today, but I know this. If you're a person who's going through a bad breakup, a bad divorce, you have a choice for the context that you're going to give that. And I can speak from this from firsthand experience. If you've listened to the intro to the show, you know my Life Amplified journey started with divorce in 2012. But there was a night when I sat in my kitchen, knowing that there was a bottle of painkillers from where I had broken my hand about a year earlier, and I was also staring at a bottle of wine on the counter. And I had to decide in that moment, is this the end? Does divorce mean the end for me? Or is it a new beginning? And that night I sat down and wrote a letter to the universe and got really clear about all the things that I would no longer tolerate in my life, but also got really clear on what I wanted to create. That was making me the CEO of my life. That context, knowing that this is actually a new beginning. There's nothing here to be sad over. The relationship I was in wasn't serving me from day one, let alone went and got married to the person. But once I changed the context, I took my power back. Same thing with you right now. Is the job that is sucking away your soul, is the context on that, that life is just cruel and this is what adulting is, is that you got to go through the motions at a job you hate every day? Or is the context you're being called to become more, to contribute in a bigger way, to bring your purpose to life? Purpose and context, very closely related. Because if you're going to live your purpose, there's going to be moments of setback. There's going to be times when the path doesn't go as smoothly as you want it to when you're making a big change. And you have to decide, is this a sign that I'm on the wrong path or is this a learning experience? Is this a sign that nothing's meant to be and I need to quit or am I actually learning? Is this contributing to my growth and helping me to become more? If you're not where you want to be in your finances, in your career, your relationship, it's because there is something within you that has not been born yet that needs to come forward. In your relationship, it just means you're a person who needs to learn how to ask to get your needs met. 
in your career. Maybe it means that you need to transition and learn some new skills to help you start that dream business you've always wanted. But that context will determine the actions that you take. Because if you take a disempowering context, you're going to feel really negative emotions. Think about that. I'll go back to the divorce example because it's easy. If you're at a breakup and the context is this is the end, what emotions is that going to create? Depression, hopelessness, panic, fear, dread. You're going to take very different actions when you're in those low vibration emotions than if you're feeling powerful and determined. That even though you're sad over the breakup, you're going to find a way to figure it out and maybe the best revenge for the person that hurt you is to go on and live a bigger life without them. People who walk away from you either didn't see the value in you, if it's a negative context, or you can decide they don't deserve to be here to get the best of me. You get to decide the meaning in every moment. You've heard me talk about the book before, but a great example of this is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. You know, a man who was in a Nazi camp in Germany, watched his family members get slaughtered by the Nazis. And yet he decided in that moment that he was going to give it a different meaning, that he developed an entirely new brand of therapy because of the work he did. And I guarantee you the trauma that that man went through way more challenging than whatever you're facing right now. You know, the health diagnosis that you have that's scaring you. Could it be that you're just unlucky, that nothing works out for you? Or could it be the universe is giving you a wake-up call to take better care of yourself, to nourish your body with better food, to exercise more? You get to determine that today. Context is the number two key to becoming the CEO of your life. And once you determine the context of whatever you're facing, this will dovetail nicely into the third tip that I have for you today, which is acceptance. Being able to accept things as they are. And this is where you really have to get out of that habit of trying to control other people or circumstances. We say all the time in personal growth that what you resist persists because the things that you're focusing on tend to expand in your life. In relationships, if you're trying to resist the situation, how your partner is showing up and trying to control what they do, you're missing the opportunity to change how you show up. You bring a better you to the situation and maybe it will inspire them to react differently than what they've done before. It's the only thing that's in your control. Now, if you do the work on yourself and you're bringing a better you to the situation and they're still being an idiot, then you got to go change the relationship. But so often we just can't accept the circumstances of what we're facing. There's job layoffs coming. I need to work harder to stand out and that's fine. But sometimes within companies, when there's layoffs coming, you'll see people start throwing other people under the bus. You can either stand out because of your hard work or you can stand out because you're cutting other people down. But what is the karma that you want coming back to you? So being an acceptance of what is doesn't mean that you have to resign yourself to that fate permanently. If you know that there's job layoffs coming and that you've accepted that and that the layoffs are out of your control, you could start looking for a new job right now. You could take control and be the CEO of your life. You could find something that's a better fit with a healthier company. But acceptance is about seeing things as they are without making it worse than it is. That can be another pattern that we fall into where we give away our power, where we start catastrophizing our life and constantly assuming that the worst is going to happen. We can start future tripping so hard that we can't accept the present. 
We're not even living in the present. We're so busy looking ahead at the worst possible outcome. I'll tell you a place where this recently happened to me. I was living in Ocean City, Maryland for a few months at a condo there on the beach. It was a beautiful condo and I love Ocean City, but it's a very desolate, deserted area in the winter. And I went out onto the balcony because it was just warm enough that evening. It was in the 50s. And I was going to go call my friend on the phone and I went to go shut the sliding glass door behind me. And sure enough, I get off the phone and then I go over to grab the sliding glass door and I realize that it actually locked itself behind me. I was locked on the balcony on the fifth floor in a building where I was the only tenant that was there. There's like 25 units in the building, but nobody's there in the winter. It was just me. There was nobody to knock on the door and ask for help. I couldn't yell and anybody was going to hear me. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Then I start thinking of worst possible scenario. It's going to get down into the 30s tonight. What if I die freezing to death sitting out here on this balcony? Oh God, who's going to take care of my poor dog who's locked on the other side of the sliding glass door, I start catastrophizing everything. And what happened is in that moment, I wasn't being present. I was so focused on the problem, I wasn't looking for the solutions. Because over to my right was a second sliding glass door that went into the master bedroom. And guess what? That one was unlocked. So after about a good six or seven minutes of utter panic, I composed myself and went, oh wait, I wonder if this door is open. And then there was an opportunity. The minute a problem is presented in your life, the solution is also presented, but it's your job to look for it, which means you just have to accept things for what they are, because then you can move on to the fourth step in becoming the CEO of your life, which is vision. You want to see things as they are, not worse than they are, but then you have to imagine it being better than it is. You've got to be looking for another solution. One of my mentors tells a story about talking to a client who really wanted to sign up for a coaching program, but she was scared of the investment. She didn't have the money in the bank to afford the investment. She was determined though, right? She saw things as they were. She's like, I literally cannot afford this investment in the moment. But then she immediately directed her attention to, I'm giving myself 24 hours and I will find a way to come up with the money. And sure enough, she went out into her yard and there was this old rusted out old school Ford truck, like this total piece of crap. I guess she was going to use it to turn it into a flower bed at one point. And I don't even know what was going on because A, who just keeps an old rusted out Ford truck as a lawn ornament? I don't know. I don't get that. But she went on Craigslist and she posted a picture and she's like, does anybody want to come buy this car? And sure enough, there was some antique person who collects these cars and likes to restore them who came over and paid her $1 short of the investment amount that she needed for the coaching program. But that's only possible when you start looking at the vision for what you want to create rather than being scared of what it is you fear most. But you know the saying, seek and ye shall find. So for you, what is your vision of the future? Where do you want to be? Are you a person, like when people ask you, what do you want in your life, that you go on a long rant about everything that you don't want? Well, I'd like to be out of this job. Oh, you know, I'd like to get out of debt. Oh, I'd like to lose weight. Are you setting all these goals based on scarcity, which will never inspire you to move forward, by the way? Are you a person who says, no, I actually want to transition into a career that gives me flexibility and freedom over my schedule, that lets me fully use my creativity? By the way, I'd like to actually save $10,000 so I can get out of debt by June 1st of this year. And I'd like to get my weight down to 15% body fat because I don't want to focus so much on weight. I just want to be 
in the best shape of my life? See, when you're setting these goals from a positive standpoint, they become more aspirational for you. I had a client I was working with around the end of last year, and we were talking about her 2018 goals, but she got very specific in her vision. She talked about getting out of debt, but broke it down quarter by quarter this year on how she wanted to do it. In the first quarter, she wanted to work enough in overtime to pay off the remainder of her car so that she no longer had a car payment. And then she was going to pay off her credit cards in the second quarter of the year. And even though the car was only a goal that was supposed to happen by March 31st, literally by the second week of February, she had already created the money and paid it off because she had the right vision, a specific vision for where she wanted to go. So then when you're in a place of acceptance and you're seeing things as they are and you have a vision to see it better, this will bring us to the fifth and final point to make you the CEO of your life. It's congruence. You see, your actions that you're taking every day have to be in congruence with the vision that you want to create. You know, a place in my life where I have not been consistent on this is in my health. I want to lose 15 pounds right now. You know, I put on a little bit of weight toward the end of last year and the being in a cold weather climate through the winter hasn't really helped me lose the weight that I want. But I can't go work out and go to hot yoga and I can't go to circuit training and then go home and eat a sugary bowl of cereal at night. And that's places where if I get stressed, sugar is my outlet. But my actions are not incongruent with the vision, which is why I'm not experiencing the results that I want. If you're a person who wants to create a relationship of your dreams, an epic soulmate relationship with somebody who's really got a lot in common with you, but the only people that you're meeting are at 2 a.m. at last call at the bar with some drunken idiot who's just looking for a one-night stand, good luck creating the soulmate relationship that you want. I don't know too many happily ever afters that began with, well, it was last call and we were doing Irish car bombs for St. Patrick's Day. Mm, Good luck with that. You might have some fun for a brief period of time. I don't know if that's your soulmate. And your actions have to be on a daily basis. This is one of the things I'm seeing right now with the women in my Life Amplified group program that's going on right now. We put in this daily goal-setting exercise and you're just seeing these massive leaps moving forward. They feel better. Their energy is up. They feel like they're really accomplishing a lot. But so often, you know, we put ourselves last because we're not acting like the CEO of our life. We're so busy trying to be good to other people and, you know, work 60 hours at the job that we hate because we want the accolades or we're overgiving to family members or to the friends who drain us that we're only taking action on our dreams maybe once every seven to 10 days. If you're lucky, more often than not, it's like, no, I've done a lot. Well, you know, last month I took this action step. But if you're taking daily action every day, one small step, that's 30 action steps over a month. You do that, I guarantee you, your life will look different in a month from now. It's not that hard. So let's recap. The five tips to become the CEO of your life. Number one, you have got to be fully connected to your life's purpose. If you don't know what it is, Hire a coach or mentor. Reach out to me. I'd love to offer you a complimentary 30-minute discovery call. This is what lights me up the most is when I see people who say, yes, Dan, I'm tired of going through the motions. I'm tired of living at a five on a scale of one to 10. Show me how to find my purpose. We'll get massive action done quickly. Number two is context. What is the meaning that you're assigning to the events in your life? It was Albert Einstein who once said one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves is whether we live in a friendly universe or not. Because that's going to determine how you view the events of your life. 
If you believe that you live in a friendly universe, then everything you're facing right now, especially the things you don't understand, the things that are stressing you, in some way, it's happening for you not to you. Have you ever had that experience in your life where sometimes you lost a relationship or you lost a job or something bad happened, but it cleared the way for something awesome to be born that you never saw coming? Again, that's a product of believing that you live in a friendly universe. That's taking on an empowering meaning and finding the right context for the situations that you're facing. If you believe in a hostile universe, you're gonna see everything as being a slight to you. You're gonna walk around angry with a chip on your shoulder. You're just gonna end up being bitter. And that's not an energy that's gonna create the results that you want in your life. The third step, acceptance. Being able to accept things as they are without trying to change the things outside of your control. You can change how you show up for it, and that's what you do in step four when you create your vision. I've accepted things as they are, but I'm going to envision a better future, and this is what it looks like. And step five is congruence. These are the action steps I'm going to show up and take every day to bring it to life. If you can bring these principles into your life, starting right now, and even if you can't implement all five, really the first two will be game changers in and of themselves. Make it a priority this year to discover your life purpose. Make it a priority this year to discover your purpose and bring it to life. And if you're a person who's going through some tough challenges, know that my heart is with you. I love you. I've been there. I know what it's like. But you have the decision you can make today to see things differently. In fact, you can just use the mantra from A Course in Miracles that just says, I am willing to see things differently. If you can do that, again, both game changers. I hope this content serves you today. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. If you love what you're hearing, please give us a follow here on the iHeartRadio app or click subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you're really loving the show, we would love those five-star reviews at Apple. The big goal here is to get back up into that new and noteworthy section. My intention, and I'm asking for your help right now, my vision for this podcast is to inspire 10 million people in 2018 to up-level their lives, to stop settling to create a life of freedom and opportunity, to break out of the old thought systems that are keeping people stuck and stagnant, and your help and your assistance would mean the world to me. So please, share this with a friend, screenshot it, upload it to social media. You can always tag me in the post, by the way. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at CSC Dan Mason. And you can always join our private Facebook group and connect with our amazing community of like-minded people and the Life Amplified Power Tribe. You can find the address for that in the show notes. And if you're looking for a coach or mentor to help you get unstuck, if you are committed to making this the year that your purpose doesn't just become some abstract concept and it becomes a real thing that you're bringing to life, this is the work I've done with people in 12 countries and it would be my greatest honor and privilege to help you create your life amplified this year. I got two spots right now in my private VIP coaching program. You can apply right now at my website, Creative Soul Coaching. Net. Just click that gray bar at the top, fill out the application, and you and I will jump on the phone for a 30-minute discovery call to see what's going on in your life and how my coaching program can be what helps you break through. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose. Let's get out there and make it a life amplified. I love you so much. We'll talk next time.